0: Today I want to talk about a thank you safari a thank you safari and debbie, I, I thought of you this entire message she 's a travel agent and uh, she she goes all kinds of places but I want us to take a trip on a thank you safari and I want to start with the children of Israel and they 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 saw God do some amazing things uh, when they were in Egypt and as they were leaving Egypt I mean you know they had all these plagues and they were saved from and they they go to this, this Red Sea, imagine, and Pharaoh's army's behind him, and God goes, Well, this is not a problem for me. And he just parts the waters, and they they just the Bible says they walked on dry ground. Imagine. About two million people walking dry ground. That's that's pretty cool. I don't care who you are. And and as they cross over, of course, Pharaoh's army then thinks well we can do this and they they get halfway through on dry ground and the guy goes time's up <laughs> and uh the enemy's defeated <laughs> enemy's defeated um, should have listened to his voice when you had a chance it's kind of a warning for all of us right and so uh then god gives them manna to eat this heavenly bread and quail and and so they're knee deep in manna and uh, they said it was like sweet, like sweet bread. Yeah, I kind of like that. I don't know about you, but kind of digging that. You think about how God fed them. Think about it, 40 years. And the Bible also says that they had a cloud by day that would lead them and a fire by night. And so in the desert, the cloud by day would give shelter because the desert would be scorching. So he gave protection during the day. So they do sunburn and scorched and die and then at night the desert's cold and so he gave them a fire by night to keep them warm what what a mighty god so do you think that they just uh, just had all this gratitude and thanks and thank you god no thank again the children of israel began to complain oh that we were back in egypt Oh, that we had onions and leeks. I guess they forgot the sting of the whip, I guess, that oh, that we were no, they, they can compl- blessings. They were ungrateful. They were forgetful of God's blessings, and complained, just gripe and complain. And I, I find that so so interesting. In fact, they were in the moan zone. How many has ever had teenagers raise your hand? You know exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. The moan zone. How many have ever had a six-year-old? You know exactly what I'm talking about. The moan zone. I don't want to go. How many more minutes? How many more minutes? <laughs> My parents used to say, you better shut up or I'll give you something to cry about. I felt something on that one. And it's the sting of the whip and the belt. That's what I felt. Wow, they were negative. The children of Israel were pessimistic. They were ungrateful, unappreciative to God. Moan zone. How many times have we found ourselves in the moan zone? Look at a New Testament example. Luke 17 and 12. There were some lepers And there were ten of them. And they cried out from a distance to Jesus. They said, show Jesus, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest and you will be clean. And for a leper to be considered clean, he had to show himself to a priest to give the okay. That was their custom of their time. But do you know what happened? As the ten left, they realized they were healed. And so they're trucking it to the priest, except for one dude, one guy decides to, oh, I should say thank you, I want to compliment his mama, he decided, I'm going to go back to Jesus, and I'm going to say thank you, and, the, and, and some, you know, I, I imagine some of us, when we would have come back to Jesus, we would have said, well, Jesus, why did you give me leprosy in the first place, God? He says, yes. Why did you wait so long? And I had to have this horrible disease. But you know, this this one guy said two words. Thank you. Thank you. And I I think it moved the heart of Jesus. uh, And I think Christ's heart was saddened. Look at verse 17. We're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine his heart is broke at this point. It's like, only one says thank you? Now, before we dog the Israelites, and before we dog the, ten, the nine lepers, let's put the spotlight on our own life. Everybody say, preach it, preacher. I think sometimes we do the exact same thing. ungrateful unappreciative. And I think it's something that we all struggle with. You know what's going to happen? You know the the next holiday that's coming up in a few days, you know what it is? It's Fat Thursday. I mean, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And we are going to gorge ourselves on so much food, and we're going to take one day, and we're going to say, Thank you, God, for our families, and thank you for all this food. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Amen. And we're going to eat for the next two weeks turkey sandwiches and turkey meatloaf and turkey... Ugh. And we're knee-deep in manna, and yet we give God one day... One day, world. You know how many people would love to have our leftover turkey sandwiches in this world? God forgive us. I want us to have, the old timers used to say this an attitude of gratitude. Isn't that good? An attitude of gratitude. Thank you should always be on our lips. It can change our lives and it can change the lives of others. So how do we have this? How, how do we get on this thank you safari? Well, number one, it starts with God. I think we need to ask God to forgive us. All of us Americans who are so spoiled and so unappreciative and so unthankful, we need to fall on our knees and we need to say, forgive me, God. We walk into packed closets and say, I don't have a thing to wear. Hey, if you want to see people that don't have a thing to wear, just go to certain parts of Brazil or Africa. Those are people who don't have a thing to wear. Can I get an amen? Amen. We walk into our houses and say, My house is too small. I wish the family room and the kitchen were joined together so we could all sit together and have a good time while I'm trying to cook the turkey dinner that we're going to have more than enough while people are starving in the world that I'm going to sit here and complain about everything. I don't like this it. It's not big enough, Goldilocks. <laughs> well, I would like to take you on a drive to Austin and look underneath all the overpasses and look at all the people who have a tiny house made of cardboard. And it'll put you on your knees and it will say, God, forgive me for complaining. Now, here, here's where the rubber's going to meet the road. Some of us look in the mirror and we say, oh, my hair, I'm having a bad hair day. And you get weepy about it. (laughs) Having a bad hair day. You want to see someone who has a bad hair day? Let me take you to Houston. Let me take you to MD Anderson. Talk about people who are going through chemotherapy. They're having a bad hair day. See what I'm saying? We, we just gripe and complain and be negative and moan and unappreciative. I'm going to tell you, we're, we are going to see Jesus face to face one day. And when we get there, you know what we're going to say? Thank you. Heaven is awesome. This is so great. Thank you for saving me. And Jesus is going to say, are you the same person on earth that I knew that never said thank you? You never said thank, thank you for the cross. You never said thank you for the blood. You never said thank you for the crown of thorns. You never said thank you for every time they spit. And for the times they pulled the hair out of my face. My beard. Have you ever stopped to think about. We're going to face him one day. And you and what if Jesus said. You waited till now to thank me. What happened? I, I believe we need to leave The land of me. We need to leave the land of me. It's about me. It's what makes me look good. It's all about my pleasure. I focus everything on me. It's not about others. It's about me. We need to hit our knees and say, God, forgive me. I'm like those nine lepers. I'm like the children of Israel. And after after we realize we need to leave the land of me... We need to book a trip, not just on the good old gospel ship, but you need to go on a thank you safari. For the rest of your life, you need to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And as a Christ follower, we should always have thank you on our lips because he's full of blessings. For example, when you get up in the morning and you have that heavenly bean juice called coffee, Or hot tea, or ice cold Pepsi, or Dr. Pepper. I will pray for you. But you need to say, Thank you, God, for this. I get up every morning and I say, Thank you, Lord, for this day. Good morning, Lord. It's good. I give. I start my morning every day. Good morning, Lord. I, I want him to know that he's good and this morning's going to be great and he's still Lord. Yeah. Amen. When you get in the office, you need to say, thank you, God, for this job. It's not my dream job, but man, it's paying the bills. And I, I can do a computer. I, you gave me brains enough to know how to do this. And when you feel that brisk, humid fall air in Texas... You need to say, thank you, God, I, I still can feel your presence. Show me a negative person, and I'll show you somebody who's ungrateful. I don't like to be around negative people. They need to leave the land of me and go on a thank you safari. How's that for Ryan? You know, we all have this negative natural this natural tendency to be negative to my favorite writing, to whine and look at what we've lost max Lakato, one of my favorite writers has this statement and i say it a lot because i don't want us to forget this i don't want me to forget this he says don't look at what you've lost but look at what you have left and be grateful We're all going to have loss in our life. We're all going to lose something in our life that's precious to us. But I'm here to tell you, you can't focus on that. or You're you're, you're going to be a negative person. You've got to be able to turn that around. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. You've got to be able to turn that around. And and you've got to say, God, I thank you for what I have left. What you have given me. Because life is still going to move on. The psalmist talk about this. Psalm 92 It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. I want to go on a thank you safari. And when I do, 24-7, the psalmist says the result will be a life change. Everyone say a life change. A lot of us need a checkup from the neck up. We need a life change, don't we? It, it, this, this is going to change our lives because they're thank Him in the morning and thank Him in the evening. Are, and others are going to be affected as well because they're going to have a better day because you have a better day because you started it that way. And the psalmist goes on to talk about even older people who have this kind of gratitude. Psalm 92, verse 14. They will still yield fruit in old age They shall be full of sap and every green. When I get 70 to 80 years old, the Lord tarries. I want people to look at me and say, man, you're full of sap. (laughs) I do. Man, you're very green. And I'm going to say, it's not easy, being green. I hope they look at me and say, you put wind in myself, you're a positive person. And look at verse 15. To declare that the Lord is upright, that He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. Woo! That's who you are. That is who you ooh. Hide the chandeliers. Hide the chandeliers. I'm going to do this thank you safari thing, and I want you to do it as well. I'm going to leave the land of me, and I want you to do the same thing. I want to be more like Jesus, right? I want to be more like him. To do this, real quick, and maybe this will help you remember, we need to develop a 3D gratitude, a 3D gratitude. If you want to jot this down, number one, the, the first D is devotion. Everyone say Devotion. I'm talking about devotion to God, this attitude of gratitude, this living on a thank you safari. It begins with devotion. In other words, your worship. And and when we do that, wasn't this morning so powerful while we were praising and worshiping God? When you get your mind off the dishes, the clothes that you didn't want to wear, when you get your mind off, you burnt the bacon, whatever the case is, And you come into God's house and you focus on him. Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is a sign of spiritual maturity. We're talking about devotion. How many parents are in the house? You were a parent at one time. It's a parent. You were a parent. Kids are not naturally grateful, are they? Not naturally. I mean, if we're going to be honest, when's the last time your are talked up to you and said, Mom, thank you for all the good food and the clean clothes. And Dad, thanks for taking me every time to my soccer game. Now and then, it will happen, right? And every now and then, and it means so much. When it happens, you're shocked and you faint. And you pick yourself back up. And doesn't it make you feel good? When that happens, when they say thank you. Well, what do you think it does to the heart of God? Because you're his child. And what it must feel like to God when we say, God, you fed me today. You, you clothed me today. I have a roof over my head because you blessed me. You blessed me with a body that could work, a mind that could think at my job. And God, thank you. You see what I'm saying? Devotion. Everyone, one more time, say devotion. People who are mature spiritually have grateful hearts, and it begins with God. The second one is display. Let's say that word, display. That's our second D. Devotion, display. We've got to display our appreciation. What did God do? He displayed his love towards us. By coming to this earth as a child... And dying on a cross. And now he lives forevermore. Ephesians says that God even sent us this gift. This gift is the gospel. The death. The burial. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful for a God who would display his love for us. And for some reason, this is how God made us. Because we're made in his image. But don't you like... To give gifts. And don't you love to receive them? Right, It's just within us to be that way. And so we have this desire. It comes from God. Because God loves to give gifts as well. And so I'm asking you this month. To give gifts to others. This this year we're doing Operation Military Care. And I know a lot of you have already given. Uh, we, We have these pieces of paper you can take with you. And you, you, you're able to help our soldiers. We want to bless them this year. And we have a young man from our church that is in a unit not too far from here. And uh, we want to bless him and his, his whole team of people. And you can be part of this. You can display God's love by buying some socks, by buying some snacks. Uh, and, and there's all kinds of stuff on here. Um, may, maybe... Uh, Mask and gloves and socks, hand sanitizer, batteries, uh, writing materials, whatever God so your heart, you can be part of that. And we're doing this the entire month of November. So not only can we have devotion to God, love God, love people. And those are God's people that are serving our country. And we should honor them. We should honor them while they're living and alive. And you have an opportunity to To do that this month. How? The second D is display. The other that I I want to share with you, it's the final D and it's description. Description. You say, well, what's that got to do with anything? We've got to be able to write down our appreciation. In fact, some of you that can't afford to help in this Operation Military Care... You could you could just make some homemade cards and say, I hope you have a blessed Christmas. I hope you have a blessed holiday. I'm praying for you. And I don't know your name, but God does. And I'm lifting you up in prayer. Take a pen and paper and write it. Put it in an email. Put it in a text. What if God would have said, oh, "I need to, I don't need to write down how I feel about my people. We would never have this, would we? So he gave us an example. We, we need to do the same. I talk about my family. And my wife learned this from her family. Probably her mom and dad. That always instilled in them. To always say thank you. And she loves to give out thank you cards. To people who have ever done anything nice for us. And I think that could be a lost art today. If we're not careful. We need to continue to say thank you. We need to write down how we feel about people. How about the spiritual leaders in our church? The Bible says that we should thank them. All the volunteers. Those that, that greet you at the door. Those that are working with our children's ministry. Those who tweak the dials back there. Those who are working on computers and praying. Everything works out okay and that they can follow the pastor in his notes. <laughs> Bless you, Chris. Or how about let's bring it home. How about your spouse? When's the last time you you said something nice on paper to your spouse or sent a text? I love it when my wife sends me a text and says, "Thinking about you," and she has this there's a little face with two little heart eyes. You know what I'm talking about? The emoji and I was like That's what it does, doesn't it? When I go on, on the prison ministries, for example, and we haven't been able to go this year because of COVID, but uh, last year when we'd go, I, I'd, I'd spend the night, one night, and uh, I'd open up my suitcase, and there would be a little note. Thank you, honey, heart. <laughs> Same thing again. I've been trying to cook at home, dinners, emphasis on trying. I've watched so many YouTube videos on how to cook. I want to be a good cooker because I have made many a burnt sacrifice unto the Lord. There's some things that are tasty, and there are some things that should have not have been done. Should have not have been made. It is, should not have been smelled. <laughs> but you know what? I get a pat on the back from my family, and they say, "Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Honey." No matter what it, no matter what it tasted like. My favorite is apple cider chicken. It's good. Come on, somebody. You get some apple cider and you cook your chicken in it with some Granny Smith apples. Come on, somebody. I'm getting a blessing again. But there are some things that should be forgotten and never remembered again. Let's look at Ephesians. Let's get out of there. Uh, it's never good when a guy... Says, "Uh oh!" In the kitchen, it's just—it's just not a good thing. <laughs> Ephesians chapter two. Now, I'm gonna—I'm gonna close with this scripture here. Justin, would you come? Ephesians two eight and nine. For it is by grace you have been saved. That is so good. For it is by grace you. Have been saved. How? Through faith. Through faith. This is not from yourselves. And here it comes. It is the gift. That's the gift we're talking about. This is the gift of God. Not by works. I can't save myself, can I? There's nothing I can do to save myself. Not by works. So that no one can boast. It's the gift of God. A great salvation. And we should say a great big thank you for His gift. Thank you, Lord, that Christ came to earth to die on a cross for my sin so that I could be saved. For those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus came along and he he challenged the church to do several things in a symbolic manner so that we could remember and reflect and say thank you of his death, his burial, and his resurrection. The first one is baptism. It's it's such a beautiful experience. If you've never been water baptized, I encourage you to be baptized. I've got the water ready today. If you want to be baptized today or or maybe you want to fill out a connection card and say, I'd like to be baptized when my family can be here on a certain Sunday, let us know. And we gladly baptize you. I reflected again. Oh, I was going to do this. On my dad baptizing me. I just won't, won't forget it. Lord Jesus, I'm thankful for a godly father who baptized me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in this symbolic thing that we do of going down into a watery grave, that's like being buried with Christ. But then the resurrection is when you come up out of the watery grave. It's symbolic of what has already happened in the heart. A death at an altar, burial of water, a resurrection out of the water. Isn't that beautiful? And he asked us to do that. He also asked us something else that we're doing next Sunday and it's communion. We call it the Lord's Supper. And we take the juice, we take the bread, and it represents his blood and it represents his body. And in a tangible way, we take these elements as a symbol next Sunday and we're going to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Worthy is the Lamb. Remember, this is what God wants us to do to live this kind of life, to be on a thank you safari. Last night, everything that we see around us, when I see the sky, last night there was such a beautiful sky. My wife and I were out and I said, look up in the sky. I said, God does beautiful handiwork. And it's like it's never the same. And you think about snowflakes, no two are alike say what what you talking about willis we don't get this do we it's just we can't fathom this it, we we don't get it we don't god is just amazing and we look at our hands and our feet and i can grip things i i, I have eyes i can see i've got ears i can hear i, I have taste i can enjoy what god has made there, There's always countless things to be thankful for. I don't want it just to be one day a year. And and God put this message on my heart because I feel like it's important that this thank you, Safari, on everything that we see. Thank you for my job. Thank you for this car. Thank you that it still runs. Thank you I have money for the gas for the car. You know, it it just never stops. There's more and more and more and more to say to thank God for instead of looking at just what you've lost in life and this comes back to that Max Licato today, look at what you've got left and you have so much to be thankful for, let's stand today maybe it's time for you to repent maybe you've never turned about face from your ways of sin, would you just close your eyes with me right now and let's Let's, let's just say a prayer of repentance right now. Say, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to cleanse me, God, of all unrighteousness. I, I, I'm, I'm a sinner, but I need to be saved. And I, I'm saved by grace through faith, which means I believe in the finished work of Calvary. I believe, I believe that you died on a cross, but that you rose again. And so I speak with my mouth what I believe in my heart. Jesus Christ is Lord. Would you say that with me? Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's say it again. Jesus Christ is Lord. And there is no other God beside you. You are the only one. And so we honor you and give thanks for the gospel today for saving us, for the blood, pain, for the stripes upon your back, for every pain that you went through on earth. You did it because you loved me. You loved us. And so today we give thanks. Come on, just slip those hands up in the air now. Thank him. Lift your voice and thank him right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.